Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Watcher. Glad you can make with us on this Monday night as we do our main episode of the week, episode number 177. I'm Corey Shrett, and joining me as always, my friend, Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, how's it going? Going well, Corey. Good to be here once again. Yes, this week we're doing a film you suggested, the 2018 film Upgrade, which is something I've never heard of before, which I kind of like that we do it this way. Surprise, yeah. It is, and it's going to be exciting. Let's see what we're going to hear. My thoughts on this, and of course, Brian's thoughts. But before we do that, let's get to some news this week, and Brian's got some info on Season 5 of Black Mirror. Yeah, apparently we don't have to wait long for the next season. Um, it says here on IndieWire.com that expect to see Season 5 in December, um, but they also have a little twist as well. Uh, apparently one of the episodes is going to be a choose-your-own-adventure episode, which is interesting. It says here that uh, Netflix has done this before. They've kind of incorporated this into some of their children's programming. But I'm kind of excited for the whole choose-your-own-adventure thing. I mean, what do you What do you think? Uh, I mean, I've grown up with that, and I, th I think it's great. I'm just curious how – I guess you're going to use the remote to to pick the next scene. I guess like when you know you can pick episodes – It'll be the same idea. It's like, which which episode are you going to pick? And that'll take you to the next path. I think so. I mean, I have no idea what they're going to do. Uh, they're just wanting to make it more interactive. Um, it reminds me of the old Laserdisc days where you could pick things. Because I remember in my, my science class, I'm, I'm old. I know I'm old. But we had Laserdiscs. And there were like science experiments. You can skip to the next experiment or what have you. Now, kids, laser discs are an old thing that look like a very, <laughs> a very, a very big CD. Now, kids, a CD is something that used to hold audio. Now, kids, audio is something to download. There no, you kids, go. Kids, audio is something you stream. I'm sorry, I'm not even. <laughs> you don't even download anymore. But yeah, laser discs. That's kind of uh, dated. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's gonna be something like that where you go to track two. It's like you know, we you know, choose your own adventure. If you do this, go to page so and so. If you do this, go to page so and so. I guess it's gonna be the same idea. Except it won't tell you which page will just say this one or that one. And I'm sure people are going to try and pick all the permutations, you know? Oh, that's the thing you got to do. That's the most fun of it. Yeah. That's I think that's what they want. They want to keep the whole thing about Netflix. They want to keep you in their ecosystem. So there is a, I bring it back to Doctor Who. There was a Doctor Who big finish audio adventure called You Are the Doctor, which was a 30 minute episode. And it was that way. You know, okay, do you want to do this? Go to track five. Do you want to do this? Go to track three. Yeah. And you had the same idea. You know, you just fast forward to this and whatever. So this is the television version of it for the adults. And I, I'm curious to see how it is. Gonna definitely have to do it. And that's gonna be, you know, eventually we're gonna have to do Black Mirror, and that'll be an interesting, <laughs> interesting episode to review. I mean, the nice thing about Black Mirror is everything is self-contained story so you don't have to do it in order so it's no. kind of cool so when that comes out we might just have to do that episode just for fun just to see how how does it go where did you get to uh, you know <laughs> yeah i want to see where you went and where i went yeah, yeah. we'll have to do that and then we're, you know i'm going to sit there and probably try to do every little little tree like okay do this path for this because someone will do that you know that somebody on reddit's going to post all the branches uh-huh yeah. I, I like that stuff all right well speaking of stuff coming out in december we finally got a a new shorter trailer for the uh, George R. R. Martin TV show Night Flyers. Uh, this one goes a little more for the scare. I, I liked it. Did you get to check this uh, this trailer out? I did. Um, it just felt like more of the same of the other trailers. I kind of I didn't see any real new scenes. Maybe just more exposition. 
on some of the other stuff they showed. Yeah. But it still it still looks pretty exciting. It feels like Event Horizon, and that's a good thing. Yes, yes, definitely. Check our review of that somewhere back in the past 177 episodes. But we do finally get to know that the 10-episode season will actually have a release date. They're going to start premiering it on Sunday, December 2nd, followed by a new episode every night through Thursday, the December 6th. So we're going to get five episodes, and the remaining episodes are going to start the next Sunday on December 9th and go through December 13th. So it's going to be five one week and five the next week. So basically, we're going to have a, a lot of uh, night flyers to to go through. I'm I'm really shocked about this. You know that they released all at once. What What do you think is their their idea? I'm I'm wondering if this is a limited series, like this is a one and done. Still, I mean, why why not dole it out, get people to watch one week after week? They're trying to do a streaming service on normal television is the only thing I could think of trying to compete with like the Netflixes out there. It's just strange for sci-fi. I don't remember sci-fi ever doing this. Um, I read, I take it back. I read in the story that they did this with 12 monkeys, but mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't watch 12 monkeys. So I don't no. know. No, I didn't, I didn't either. Or, for all we know, it could be something to do with licensing too. Maybe they have to get it out before the end of the year. I don't know. I don't really know. Hmm. But anyway, we are going to be doing the Nightflyer marathon, basically, here. We're going to be doing a ton of episodes. On December 3rd, we will have the novella episode. We're actually going to read the short story. On the 10th and next week, we're going to look at the 1987 film. And for two weeks, we're going to have a lot of fun. From the 12th to the 16th, we're going to do the first chunk of episodes. And from the 19th through the 23rd, we're going to release the second five episodes. So we're going to have 12 different Nightflyer episodes for your listening enjoyment. You're welcome. (laughs) yes we're not thankful but you're welcome but we think you guys will enjoy it and i'm curious because i know very little about about this this universe here you said it was called the it's part of what what was it called again um it was part of the thousand thousand worlds universe and apparently there's like i think four other uh of of his works in that same universe so it's kind of like a stephen king type of thing i guess i have no idea I mean, it makes sense. Cause I, I have a feeling that we could, you could read this and not have to go. Why? I don't know what this means. I need to read that first. There's no prerequisites. It's just, it's they're all in the same universe. There's probably references to other things and vice versa. But they could go that route for the next season. Maybe season one is is Night Flyer. Season two is one of these other books. It could be, or they could just they could just use the ideas of all the books and create a Night Flyers universe based on that whole universe itself. I think George R. R. Martin though is is all about universes when you think about um, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Well, now's the time to get this out since Game of Thrones is about to wind down. Might as well get some of his other uh, licensed material out there into the uh, television media. Right. Men in Black. This is a new one coming out here. This is a reboot. What are we doing here? Uh, I I don't know what it is. I know it's Men in Black universe, um, but. Chris Hemsworth released a picture on Instagram of him and uh, what is her name? Oh my God. Uh, Tessa, I... Tessa Thompson. Sorry. Who was on Thor with her or with him. But yeah, they're, they're in their men in black costumes, basically a white shirt and black tie from the set. Uh, it just says men in black uh, revengers for life. And I don't know what that hashtag means, but Apparently, the new film will also include Emma Thompson's Agent O from Men in Black 3, as well as Rebecca Ferguson, Liam Neeson, 
Kumail Nanjani and Ralph Spall. So a lot of good actors there. It sounds like Men in Black, The Next Generation. They're kind of in hush-hush on what it is. Um, Parallel Universe, Next Generation. I don't know. I don't know. They got good. They got a good cast, though. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I hope it's good because Men in Black progressively got worse as the movies went on. Yeah, and I think maybe adding fresh people to it is a, is another way of of getting more viewers. Mm-hmm. I I think so. I mean, yeah. I think I think if you do it without making people have to watch the originals too, kind of like you can you can put stuff in from the originals that people can enjoy, but don't alienate the new viewers either. Right. So there's a long series of books out there. If you guys don't know, you better know 14 novel series of books out there called the wheel of time series, finally getting its own TV show. Thanks between a deal between Sony and Amazon. Amazon announced it was picking up the series and really not much about this. It's just been officially announced that the wheel of time is coming to television. Now, I haven't read any of these books, but I've heard great things about them. I've, I haven't read them either. I, I had a friend in high school who he, he, every day he had a different, you know, wheel of time book and he was like reading them religiously. Um, Amazon also bought something with Lord of the Rings recently, right? I don't even know. Did they buy some Lord of the Rings stuff? Yeah, there's supposed to be something coming out of with Lord of the Rings, and uh, Peter Jackson is doing it. So they're buying up all these properties. Kind of, kind of scary in a way. Well, these are big properties. Wheel of Time is a huge science fiction property. Yeah, and I think Jeff Bezos is a big sci-fi fan. I mean, he resurrected uh, the Expanse. The Expanse, right. That one was going to be sci-fi was like killing it. And then all of a sudden Amazon comes in. He was a big fan of the show. So. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, we were just talking about how Knife Flyers is a novella. How can you build an entire show on that? You can, you can build multiple shows on this. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have longevity with all those books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 14 books. I mean, they've got a lot of material there. Hopefully, though, you know, they don't do strictly through through the books. Maybe they'll do stuff that's kind of like on its own, like Walking Dead or or um, Game of Thrones. I mean, they have enough content to just do the books, though. Right. <laughs> but if they do it, they better do it, you know, faithful to the, to the original material. Oh, yeah. I, I believe they will. Brian, what's going on with X-rated movies here in the, in the show notes? Now, okay, X-rated used to be a different thing. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. Right. Everyone thinks of X-rated as being like nudity. But back in the 80s, X-rated was also extreme violence. And Amazon Prime actually has the X-rated cut of RoboCop. So if you didn't know it, um, they went through many, many, many iterations of RoboCop before it finally got a final R rating. There's a lot of stuff on the room floor, so it's kind of rare to see the X-rated cut of RoboCop. Uh, the article lists the four main scenes that you know they're going to put back in. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we reviewed this. I don't see it anywhere in, in the uh, the website, but I do remember this film was ultra violent. Oh yeah. So I mean, rated rated X or whatever you want to call it, NC seventeen now is I guess what they would call it. Uh, it would be very easy to get to. Yeah. 
and it's really they just expanded on some scenes like Murphy Murphy's death scene, uh, the boardroom scene when the ED two hundred nine shows up. Um, so there's some people that get ripped to shreds, so uh, you can see more of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not like racing to go see it myself because uh, the original was good to me. Hmm. But for those diehard fans, you know, they want to see what was the original cut, you know. Well, I've heard too, speaking of which, when the when people bring their movies to the MPAA, you know, Motion Picture Association of America, they usually make it as violent and, and gory and as possible because they know it's not going to make get the rating. And then they cut a little bit of it out. So the, it's not as gory. So when they see it the second time, it's like, oh, okay, that's a lot better now, but it's still very gory. The, they try to get as hard of an R as they possibly can. Right. It's easier to cut back if you put everything out there. But then you have somebody like Kevin Smith who's gone, I think, three times to the MPAA, and they've said, no, your film, we can't give your film an R rating. And he's actually appealed it, and he's actually won. Hey, good on him. Not edited the film, not going, okay, we'll edit the film. He's like, no, 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 this is an R-rated film, and he's actually won. So that's another route you could go to, but I don't, I don't think RoboCop could, could do that. Yeah, it also all depends on how much time you have, because the longer you wait on that, the longer it is before you can show your movie, so... Definitely. Now, here's a little fun story to wrap up with. Uh, Mark Hamill, we all know him as Luke Skywalker, the Joker, and the Batman animated series. Is, is, is. He, posted, <laughs> he posted some photos last week on Instagram, which put him, photoshopped him and basically uh, iterations of Obi-Wan Kenobi into Back to the Future. Part, nice. Looks like part two, part one, part two. Love these things. I think he could be a great Marty McFly. He could have been. <laughs> it's it's hilarious if you think about it. You know, Obi-Wan is the older, you know, person that's guiding him in the way and uh, Doc mm-hmm. Brown. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of scary. I never would have thought of this. Yeah. It's funny. And he hashtags it, Empire Strikes Back to the Future. <laughs> but I, I love it. It's just like mind blown. It's like <laughs> there's so much you could do with this. I mean... I just I just love these pictures because I love Back to the Future anyway, and it's just the whole idea of a Luke Skywalker traveling with the DeLorean is just great. Yeah, it's pretty funny. All right, let's get on to the movie Upgrade. Came out June first of this year, twenty eighteen, written and directed by Lee Wanal, starring Logan Marshall Green, Betty Gabriel, Harrison Gilbertson, Melanie Vallejo, Benedict Hardy, and it ran for one hundred minutes. Film I'd never heard of. Did this come out in the theaters? Do you know? Did you see trailers for this anywhere? How did you stumble over Upgrade? Um, it is. It's kind of an indie film. It did not have a big budget, um, but it's very. That's mu- very much the status quo for Blumhouse, the production company. But it did come out over the summer, I believe. It was either May or June. I saw trailers for it, but I never watched it in theaters. Mm-hmm. But I heard good things. I heard my friends talk about it. Um, who are indie indie film fanatics, and they're like, you got to see it. So, so this is your first viewing with me, right? I did not watch it in the theaters. Okay, yeah, I, I saw this had like a three to five million dollar budget, made fourteen million at the box office, which is actually pretty good considering how how cheap it was to make. That that's how Blum Blumhouse operates. Yeah, yeah. And, and it did have that independent feel to it. Yeah, I, I saw some cutting corners in in some of the scenes, and. Uh, <laughs> I, I let it go because I, I I think the story kind of 
spoke for itself. Which which is the way it goes. Of course, this is one of those films that takes place in the future. Uh, I like the the main guy, uh, Gray Trace. I thought it I thought it was Greg at one point, but it's actually Gray is his name. Yeah, he's uh he's more of an old school guy. He likes the hands on stuff. He fixed up a Firebird for for somebody we don't know who it is at this point. As his wife comes home in the self driving car, which the car reminded me kind of like Time Cop. Uh, I don't remember Time Cop that okay. well. But. Now Time Cop, like like in the scene at the end of Time Cop, when um he's in his car, the wind there's no windows, you don't see outside the car at all, and the car drives for you. Yeah, I, I put a question on them on my notes. Why do all self-driving cars are blanked out? You know, what's the whole deal? Yeah, I didn't I didn't understand that either. On the first on the first, it's like that too. The sh- our show that we're reviewing. Yeah, I guess it's a privacy thing. You want to be, you know, you just want all that privacy all to yourself you don't have to look at people i don't know Uh but yeah i I love the fact that he's the old old school hands-on as everyone else has the futuristic cars but not everyone you know it's funny is i was thinking like all the cars were the self-driving cars but you did see a lot of other old cars on the road too yeah more than i thought i would see but i think that's that's me thinking it's a budgetary thing i think you're right though yeah even the futuristic car kind of looked like it was a low budget thing. It's like, let's get some gold foil and the cover yeah, the car. Yeah. Let's get it's, some cardboard and shape it up like a, a fancy car. <laughs> there were very little cars though. They didn't show a lot of cars. Yeah, except I for think, one or two scenes. Yeah, I think you're right though. I think it was the for for budgetary reasons they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the. I mean, they go see the guy. This guy was Aaron, I think it was who. Uh, had, I don't even really know. Did he? I didn't write it down. Did he own some company or something like he was like a big. That's where my notes come in here. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Keene. He lives in a cave. He owns Vessel Computers. Actually works for Cobalt, specializing in robotic limbs for wounded soldiers. Which that's all you know because they mention it. And that's you don't see any of that in action pretty much. No. So it's like, okay, we'll take your word on it. And the guy was weird. That guy was just a freak. He was eccentric. And I think that's what they wanted you to play to when you saw him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the way he looked—that he had a weird look. He looked a lot older than he was. He did. Well, is it because of the white hair? Yeah, I don't know what it was. It's like he looked like he was—he looked like he was like in his sixties or something like that. But but he acted like he was almost like a kid. I was like, I'm like, are you like twenty five or are you like sixty five? I couldn't tell. Oh, when you got up close, he looked like he was in mid twenties. Yeah, it was it was a little weird to me. Like certain angles, it was like I can't tell how old you are. I saw some of the cool tech that they had there. I mean, he had this artificial cloud he was kind of playing with when they first showed up. Yeah, that was cool. And he introduced them to STEM, a new, better brain, mm-hmm. which is a little chip that can make you do pretty much anything. Can make you, you know, if you're injured or whatever, just put this inside you and whammo, you're you're back to normal, quote unquote. Yeah, I was kind of taken aback, though, watching this. Um, taken aback to Gray's, like, oh, I'm pushing away technology. It seems like him and her wouldn't be together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I noticed that, too. I mean, it, it makes for a good story, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, would this really have happened? Yeah, I was trying to figure out where we were going at this point in the movie. I was like... uh Okay, so okay, so the STEM chip thing is going to come in handy somewhere, but where are we going with this film? Yeah. Like, all right, thank you. Here's your car. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the the car with no windows that you can see out of it. Let, let's have sex. Well, I, 
I had to rewind it because I didn't realize because I wasn't watching that close that he actually bought that car. At first, I'm like, why did he drop off that car? And then I was yeah, like, they, oh, yeah. Because they never really say it. No, like, yeah. he, he said it like one sentence, like I'm dropping off the car for a client. So Yeah, it was a little weird. But then they get in the car, they, they're going to have sex. Of course, the the you can see out the window and all of a sudden the car starts going crazy on them. Mm-hmm. And crash like okay, kind of saw that one coming. Right. Yeah. I didn't expect the wife to get killed. I didn't either. Well, I didn't expect either of them to get killed. Well, well, the trailer kind of gives it away. Well, I'd see. I didn't. I I avoided the trailer. I just went right into the movie. See, that's the best thing. See, I don't want. I knew nothing, so I really wanted to go in knowing nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're obviously in a bad neighborhood, so I'm like, okay, uh, stuff's gonna hit the fan here, you know. Obviously, but I'm like, okay, they're, they're both dead. I figured well, the wife would have been the one to live. Obviously, if you look at any, any of the promotional stuff, that's wrong. And and, yeah. and the husband's going to die. Uh, yeah, I thought that at first. Um, and then uh, did you have any idea who did it? We won't, we won't spoil anything till later, but. I had no clue. Did you have any idea? No. See, that's what I like about this film. It's like, literally, you get to the end and like, Here's who did it, and here's why they did it. And you're like, that makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, that made total sense. I'm like, I, I believe that. But, that, I mean, you know, once he wakes up in the hospital and he's a quadriplegic, I'm like, okay, where's that chip now? Bring that chip in. Let's let's put it in him and make yeah, it. Yeah, as soon as he was there, I was like, okay, this is why they did this. The mm-hmm. chip coming in. When's the chip going to be here? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so he puts the chip in. I like the the camera angles. When they put the chip in him and the camera's like was like a still camera on him, so wherever he moved, it moved with him. I, I enjoyed that too. That was really creative. And I love his robotic movements he had. His stilted movements, yeah. Yeah, it was very stilted. It was, you know, it was like like right turns and it wasn't just part of the upper body movement, it was like his whole body movement at once. I really, I really liked that. Like made him like a robot kind of. Yeah. It made it made total sense. Mm-hmm. And then um, the, chip, the chip starts talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello. That freaked me out. <laughs> I was like, I like, I hear a voice. I'm like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be inside his head. What, what did you think about all the technology around him? Like the robotic arms and, uh, all those things. Yeah, I felt like we we're watching a movie from the sixties. Oh, really? I'm like, oh wow. Robotic arms that can make you a smoothie. whoop de doo <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I didn't see any technology to really help him. No, but I did like how um, he kept trying to administer the medicine. He kept, you know, doing that, and then, uh-huh. and then the robots like, uh, "No, I'm calling the hospital." Yeah. <laughs> he kept saying, "Oh, you messed up. You messed up." Yeah. No. <laughs> like, uh, no, please stop. Yeah. The uh, the the, the I, they call the the robot or the voice inside him stem. Right off the bat, I'm like, this thing's kind of weird because it doesn't seem like a robot. It seems like it has. Um, independent thought and it has emotion behind it a little bit well yeah because that was the weird thing because it was just supposed to bridge the gap between his spine and his brain and so i thought it was just like a connector you know i did not know it had advanced ai and embedded into it you know yeah i figured it was just be wrong because they were looking at the, the the footage of the actual shooting from a from a drone and you know he's like oh look at this and look at this and i'm like well it's kind of weird that this robot can actually Seem like it's more human than than robotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but I mean, it was interesting how you tracks down, you know, looks at the tattoo, da da da, finds out where the guy is, and breaks into his house. And I love how how Stem tells him like, stand over here, hide over here, attack him now. I, I did like how he had to ask for permission in order to take over his body. I did like that. Yeah, he had some guards on him. But I did like the fact that when he let when Stem actually got to to kick butt, it was just wow. Yeah, over I mean, the top. It was, and I think the fight scenes were so original in this movie. I think they did a good job. Yeah, they really did. And he he kicked that guy's butt in the in the house with the the knife right through the mouth. And like, whoa! Yeah, I I did not expect that. I didn't I did not, but it, I I thought it was amazing. The fight scene was just just like wow. Yeah, and it, it was kind of cool that the the bad guys had implanted guns in their arm. Because mm-hmm. it makes sense because in this world they probably can scan for guns. So they need a way to hide it. Yeah, I mean that was that was a that was a great idea. I mean, I like the fact that there was like a hole in the arm to put the, the ammunition in and everything. I was like, wow, they really that thought this was through. really that was really cool. Yeah. I thought that was that was great. And then uh of course he I like the fact that uh he goes talks to Aaron and he's like, Yeah, there's a voice in my head. And he's like, What oh, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Aaron's gonna shut it down. I I like the fact that Stem tells him, Hey, he's trying to shut me down. Here's here's the information how to hack the system. <laughs> you need to shut, you need to bypass this stuff. Yeah, definitely some tension there. Uh, they built the tension in. You know, basically he couldn't walk if he couldn't get mm-hmm. to the hacker in time. And I and that was one thing too I liked with that scene where when she uh he the person never wants you to know their gender apparently when when the hacker uh reboots him and you know he's got to wait for a stem to reboot and he's and I love the fact that he's crawling on the floor as they come in mm-hmm. you know it's not like he's hiding in the corner or he's already fighting them I love the fact that it's like okay he's right there in front of them they could easily kill him right now they're screwed he's screwed yeah yeah, yeah. But I love the fact that once he rebooted, he just stood up and just he just kicked their butts. Oh yeah. Um, what was the other thing? The other thing I thought was cool was the the main bad guy's like bio weapon, where he can sneeze and the sneeze can kill you. Yeah, like it's nanobots. Like nanobots, or something. yeah, something. And he and he touched the guy's eyes to download like the images and stuff like that. I don't know if everyone can do that or what. Yeah. But yeah, I love I love that technology too. That was great. The, the 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 nano sneeze thing was kind of freaky, especially when they showed up close. You see the little blades going in the guy's nose, like, ew. Yeah, and how do you combat that? You know, you, you can't. You got to wear a mask, I guess, or something. I thought maybe that was going to be something they made a callback to and try to attack Gray that way, but they never did. No, they didn't. It, just, it was more like, hey guys, we got a great idea. Let's use it right here. Yeah, I, I I wanted to see a callback though. I wanted him to see him to like block the sneeze. <laughs> yeah, because at one point I thought that that guy was was the big boss, was the bad guy. Which guy? The guy at the bar? Yeah. Oh, you don't thought, remember him from earlier? Yeah, he was the one that did. He, no, not that guy. No, the guy that came in after the sneeze. I thought he was the going to be the main villain in this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's the one that. Yeah, he was the one that led the thing. I thought he was the big guy. He's like, okay, we kill him uh, every happily ever after, blah, blah, blah. So you think, yeah. Which I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah. Um, what do you think about um, that lady Cortez, the detective, and and how she planted like she planned like an analog bug 
she wanted to get uh, Gray's movements. Mm-hmm. So she planted a bug on him. And I don't know if you noticed it. Um, Gray is like, not Gray, Stem is saying, oh, I, I didn't detect it because it's not digital. Yeah. I did like that. Yeah. Well, old school technology works. I, yeah. I I was expecting her to have, have a bigger part in this film. Yeah. I guess she wasn't used ultimately. I mean, she was used. I mean, she was kind of the um, antithesis to Gray, you know, kind of hold him back. Right. Um, she could have been used better. Oh, I totally agree. I, I, I thought we were going to get more of her. She was more like, hey, I saw you here. I saw you here. And here I see at the end, the end. And that's it. It's like, okay. Yeah. But that whole ending was kind of like mind-blowing to me. I did not see any of it coming. I didn't either, which is anytime I have a movie like that that is smart and um, you know you don't know all the angles ahead mm-hmm. of time. It makes a more fun, enjoyable watch. So, I mean, when you get to the point, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, so, oh, you're the one that did it. It's like, okay, and he's like, no, it's not me. Sorry. I'm I'm just a pawn here. I'm not the one that's actually doing this. Like, what? Yeah. Really? You're kidding well, me. What, what do you think about, okay, we're going to go ahead and talk about the ending, right? Right, let's do it. Um, I mean, the, what do you think about STEM putting Gray in kind of like a VR session? You know, his his whole thing about VR is a lot less painful than the real world. They said that earlier when Jamie was talking about VR and they mm-hmm. made another callback and it's like, VR is a lot less painful than the real world. I don't know. I almost, to me, that was kind of the weakest thing in this whole movie. Really? I, I think it would have been better if he was still in this world and he was forced to kill people. I don't know. I think it was, I thought it was pretty inventive, you know? I mean, Stem was about to die. Stem was about to die. He held, uh, Gray was holding the gun to him. So he just switched Gray off. Mm-hmm. Just put him, put him in a box. Yep. Put him where he wanted to be. I liked it, but I don't know. I don't know. I thought, I thought it was a cop out, but the whole idea that Stem is the one that started this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I, you know, I was, as I'm watching this, I kind of rem- thought of this was like a modern take on frankenstein a little bit where aaron aaron's frankenstein is dr frankenstein and stem is the monster and the monster kills the creator i thought of like um saw do you ever see the movie saw oh yes um we're at the end you know the 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 main baddie was actually in the room the whole time which is on a side note uh my ex when we went and watched the film the first time in the theater and knew nothing of it at the end of the film, she's like, you know, when we were watching that film, I thought I saw the guy and the dead guy on the floor breathing. And I thought it was a continuity error. And then she's like, and then we found out he's the killer. I'm like, she's like, I knew he was the killer. Just didn't even realize he was the killer. No. Yeah. She saw him. <laughs> she saw there was a scene there. I don't know where it was. She said she saw his chest move just a little bit. And I think that was like, just the actor forgot to hold his breath. <laughs> but still, hey, you know yeah. what? It works. So she's yeah. like, I saw him breathe. And she's like, oh, crap. He's the killer. <laughs> But yeah, but he also put everything in motion, so it's kind of like that. It really is. Um, some of the other things I kind of put down as similar movies when I was taking notes, RoboCop, obviously, the revenge aspect of it. Um, Minority Report. Uh, there's another movie called I Spit on Your Grave. Have you ever heard of that one? Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's an oldie, but a goodie. 
Yeah. Just some references, you know. Yeah. Any revenge flick that you know of. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But the but the whole idea, I mean, yes. I mean, Saw is, is the best example because Saw tells you to do, you know, he tells you you're going to play a game. This is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. That stem is the jigsaw. Is jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that's the that's probably the closest thing to, you know, to a, a knockoff or a, a copy or an homage or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, this film was great. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. I thought you were going to. No. Because it was smartly written. Yeah. The fight scenes were original and fun. And the ending was smart and made sense. I think maybe if they had a better title, it maybe have gotten more views. Yeah. Up, you think of upgrade and you're like, why do I want to see that? You know, yeah, is it like is a computer thing? You're, just, you're making something be- I mean, you're making something better, but. Also, if they had cast known actors, but that would have inflated the budget. Right. Yeah, this is not one of those films I would have gone to the theater for. I mean, it didn't make enough money to probably didn't go to many theaters. And I might have passed on this at a red box too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's it's independent. The one things I saw that were them cutting corners, the whole chase scene. I don't know if you noticed that. All those cars were like cheap older cars. Um going really slow, you know. They didn't upgrade those cars. They were like cars from today. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't well, know I, what this is. We don't know what year this is. No, I mean that's the thing. They just say, Oh, it's in the future, and that's that's all you're gonna get out of us. Yeah. But I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I did too. Yeah. I'm glad you picked this. This was an excellent choice. So make sure you go out there and check out Upgrade. We got links, affiliate links, if you want to buy it to help us out. And then you can buy the film on Blu-ray and DVD over the show notes at sayproductions.com slash sci-fi. I want to thank Mr. Brian Lee for being here again tonight. Brian, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. It's at Brian Says. And like I said, you can find us at sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. You can always leave us a voicemail, share your opinions on anything we do here, including the movie, TV shows, everything else. 774-327-2948. That's 774-32-SAY-IT. Check out all the episodes we've, we've got going on this week. We just did an episode, uh, 176. We talked about the series 11 premiere of Doctor Who. Tomorrow, we got the Orville season one premiere. We're going to do those, get ourselves caught up to season two. Wednesday, the latest episode of the first. And uh, Monday nights, we're going to go live at 7 p.m. Eastern time as we talk about Doctor Who. And, of course, here we do the show live 8 p.m. Eastern time, 12 midnight UTC. Make sure you check us on social media. We put links to how you can watch us every week. Next week, we're actually going to do something a little different. We're going to do some sci-fi shorts. We picked out a few of them from one of our favorite sites on YouTube called Dust. They're going to be The Seam, The New Politics, and Good Business. Of course, I will put links in the social media out there for you guys so you can watch them ahead of time, do a little bit of homework. Want to thank everyone out there for downloading this week's episode. And until next time, have a good one. Thank <laughs> you.